Welcome to Dear Nina, a podcast about the ups and downs of friendship. I offer practical advice with the goal of making our friendships as great as possible. In today's episode, we're discussing the role of privacy in close friendships. Do you have to tell your friends everything? If they share something with you like, hey, I just got Botox, and you say nothing, even though you did too, are you lying? Are you being a bad friend? And don't forget to listen to the end of the show for the Better Friendship Goal of the Week. Okay, let's get started. I'm so excited. We have a returning guest, my mom, Kathy Sackheim. Like I said last time she was on, my mom is somebody I've been quoting in my friendship column since the very beginning. She gives the best advice, and I've even had people write into my column specifically asking that my mom chime in too. Welcome back, mom. Thank you. Glad to be here. I'm sure, uh, speaking of privacy, that you thought it was a little bizarre when I started a blog all those years ago. Was that something you had to get used to? I think so. Probably not just a generational thing. I mean, that's one piece of it. I think we should tell the listeners that you are a very private person. I am. So the idea of social media, of talking about yourself and your life really was hard. It still is. Yeah. Okay. I respect that. I'm not even going to have us do too much chatting now because I think the question is is actually nice and short and to the point, but it will allow us to really get into the issue of privacy. And I will say it's something I struggle with too. All right, let's get to the question. This time, the question is being read by Hallie Sawyer from Kansas City. Hallie is the creator of The Odd Life, an online workshop and community for daily inspiration to live awake, well, and empowered. I love following her on Instagram and Twitter, and I'll have all of that linked in the show notes. Dear Nina, I'm a woman in my early 50s and have a great crew of girlfriends. But one thing that bugs me is how open everyone's expected to be about all kinds of information. People talk in lots of details about how much everything costs when it's pertinent to the conversation, not just to brag, like where they're planning to go on vacation, issues with their kids, and many other topics. I get and appreciate that a lot of this is a sign of comfortable and long-standing friendships, and I'm lucky to have such close friends in my life. But what if I want to, for example, get Botox and filler and not announce it to the world? If the group is talking about it while out one night and I don't chime in to say, oh, I got it too, and here's where I go, etc., am I lying? Is withholding information lying? How much do I need to share in these close friendships? Is there a way to maintain some privacy and still feel like these friendships are intimate and that I'm equally sharing? Signed, needing some privacy. Okay, mom, I'm going to let you just jump right in here because I am so bad at not sharing everything. I think more than you even really know, and you would probably be horrified. So you just start, and I may jump in with my own issues and questions. Okay. I've been studying this question since you read it to me last night, because I think it is so multifaceted and there's so much subtext here. One of the questions that the caller asks is holding back dishonest. I suppose it depends who you ask. I think holding back is a defensive move when you sense that if you're completely honest or completely straightforward, that it will not be received well or you will be attacked in return. I think holding back is good. I don't think one has to discuss every little detail about everything. As I said, I view it as as a defense mechanism. As I'm thinking about all of these girls sitting and talking, I think- And they're not young girls, Mom. I just want to, the caller said, I'm a woman in my early 50s. And I can tell you as somebody in my 
mid 40s. Am I mid 40 that I'm 44? I guess yeah, yeah. I'm right I'm right there. It's similar. I mean, I I tell my friends a lot of things. I do have a couple of friends who I feel like managed to hold back more and I'm always a little jealous of them. Like, how did you manage to get through that whole conversation and reveal nothing and yet I've said all the things. It's an art form to say nothing. And I also we'll get to that in a couple of minutes. I think a lot of friendships have to do with boundaries and respecting the boundaries of your friends, not overwhelming them. My mind is going in a lot of different directions. I can think of a friend whose life is perfect. Her children are perfect. Her husband's perfect. So am I going to tell her that my life isn't perfect? I don't think so. But I wonder, mom, if somebody was willing to be a little more honest with someone like that, if then she would feel a little more empowered to say, you know, it's actually been a really bad year. Or if she would be more honest, do you think, I wonder if everybody approaches that friend with, you know, matches her per quote unquote perfection, because we both know that's not possible. Right. We both know her life could not be perfect. I don't even know who you're talking about, but I just know no one's life is perfect. So it's not possible. What if everybody's just having all those boundaries with her and then she doesn't even have the opportunity to share? I don't know. I'm just throwing out a That scenario. would be more typical. She's more typical of my mother's generation because that's how they communicated. Everything was perfect. Everything was perfect. You didn't admit anything. So in this particular case, my sense is she wouldn't. She just wouldn't. That's she her. just wouldn't. That's my, my read of this particular friend. Interestingly enough, I'm going to sort of bounce somewhere else. When the caller talks about discussing prices of things, I grew up with a mother who was raised by a Victorian mother and grandmother where there were rules about what you discussed and what you didn't discuss. Yeah. For example... Ladies don't discuss money, period. We're not talking about fees for camp or tuition for college. We're talking about, I spend so much for a dress. Yeah. Verboten. You just don't discuss that. Another one, another rule, which um, I don't know that anybody follows today, and I'm a different generation. If somebody says, I'm going to the hospital, in those days, it was considered gauche and rude to say, why are you going to the hospital or what are you going for? You wait for the person to say, what the surgery is or what the procedure is, you don't ask. Okay, it's funny you say that because I have been out with friends before and they may say something like, oh, what's that bruise on your face? And hey, maybe I don't want to say what that bruise on my face is for. I, I kind of think if you're a woman 40 and up and there's a bruise on your face, we all know what that bruise is. It's either Botox or it's something else. You had some sort of needle you know, procedure and a facial and we're all just doing what we can to like look decent and not sun weathered. I feel like there should be an agreement. Friends, if you're listening, let's all agree that we're not going to ask about the bruises on each other's faces. We, we all kind of know what they are and we're just going to not ask. That kind of reminds me of your hospital question. And then there's the, the issue of what do you do when you get an intrusive question? Yeah. And so that's uh, actually, okay. So that is exactly why I picked you for this call because I struggle with that a lot. So I think I could personally, and I, I bet this caller could hold back a little, but it's so hard to know what to say in that situation when someone asks you directly, did you, I, I'm using the Botox one because it, it was brought up here. And I think it's a good sort of innocent example of something that it's not like the end of the world that people know. I mean, listen, it's, it is what it is, but maybe it, you don't want to share, but what do you do when someone asks you directly? There are techniques. Okay. So let's hear. Okay. I'm going to quote my grandmother. My mother was tells the story that she took my grandmother to the doctor when my grandmother was probably in her early 90s. And the doctor said to my grandmother, so Mrs. Klein, how old are you? 
And my mother said there was a discussion for 10 minutes, at the end of which the doctor had no idea how old she was. That is so funny. So that's the politician's way. You just change the subject. You don't answer the question at all. If somebody asks you how much something was and you don't want to say, oh, oh, I don't remember, I bought a few things. You are not obligated to answer questions that you don't want to answer. You change the subject. I don't think you want to say it's none of your business. It's sometimes easier to change the subject and hopefully the person is socially, reads social cues enough to get the idea that you're not going to answer and won't pursue it. Yeah, I couldn't utter the words, it's none of your business if someone paid me a million dollars. Like I would die on the spot. I just wouldn't be able to say that. Of course not. I could change the subject. You know, an interesting subject that comes up and I do see my friends sort of artfully dodge is college admissions. So Sam, you know, your grandson is going to be a junior, so we're not quite there yet. But I do have friends whose kids are a little older or just acquaintances, people I know. And I'll just be sort of part of conversations where people are talking about ACT tutor and admissions. And, you know, Minneapolis is kind of a small town and people seem to apply to the same 10 schools. And that everyone always wants to say. I think there's a little sense that you're competing against people who go to the same high school. So I've watched, it's interesting, I've watched people I know dodge that question. Oh, she hasn't decided yet. Oh, we're still figuring it out. Like, so I have seen that and it, it does seem to work. Seems easier maybe when it's about your kid. Maybe there's this understanding that that's not even the parent's business to share. It's the kid's business. But when someone asks you about you, I I mean, you're giving me some good ideas. Do you have any other good one-liners? Well, there was the Ann Landers one, but there's, suppose one could always say, I don't feel comfortable talking about this, which to me is just as almost as bad as it's none of your business. Yeah, it's not quite, it is more gentle, but it's still a, it's still a mic drop. It's yeah, still a, right. what happens in that so, moment. I think changing the subject, discussing something else entirely, hopefully the person will, will read the cue. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Ann, Ann Landers had one, and I think this would be for somebody who's not a friend, who's an acquaintance, somebody you barely know who asks the question. Ann Landers, you know, wrote an advice yeah, column. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, I don't know if you remember. Yes, no, thank you for saying, just yeah. in case. She would say, why would you ask a question like that? Yeah, you taught me that. I have um, repeated that. I've never had to use it but I've given that advice to other people. I think that's less for an intrusive question and more for a kind of a nasty comment. Like you've you've taught me to say a little twist on that. I, in the past, I remember you teaching me to say something like, wow, that's a really, that's a really hard question or something like that to, yeah. to not even answer the question, but sort of repeat a version of Ann Landers advice. I think that's good. I think that's good too. Yeah. Like, oh, that's, that's a big question or like you don't answer it. You just, like, you acknowledge the largeness of the question or the intrusiveness, really. Right. Have you ever had to use that? I can't think that I have. I've thought that I wanted to, maybe, but <laughs> right. I haven't actually used it. I'm much better at not remembering, uh, changing the subject. I think what I'm really good at is just talking about something entirely different, you know, deflecting, talking around. Yeah, that's good. It is an art. You're right. We did get a comment on my Dear Nina Facebook group, which I would love anyone to join. It's an opportunity to see some of the calls ahead of time and to comment on them. And you can have your comments shared on the podcast and I don't need to attach your name to it. One commenter on the Facebook page said, after learning the rhythm of the language, the vibe where it's going and the responses, you decided, and you as the caller, you decided you're not feeling the need to share, but rather keep your experiences private. That is not the same as secrecy. You may have sensed that they aren't exactly listening to each other's experiences. Maybe they are bragging. 
It seems they won't notice if you speak up or not. So don't waste your energy and just go about your choices without having to share. I like this commenter's point that and you, you brought up the same thing, that not sharing isn't necessarily the same as keeping a secret, like that we are entitled to our privacy. You don't have to share every single thing. We're entitled to our secrets. Yeah, that's true too. We are entitled to our secrets. Yeah. That, that's right. We do have one comment from Hallie that I wanted to hear. And I am finding, I love it when I ask people to ask the questions, that they also do have comments to share. So let's hear what Hallie had to say. Hey, Nina, I want to chime in on this one. So needing some privacy. I totally understand when you're in a situation, everyone's sharing all kinds of things. You feel almost obligated to do the same. But I think when it comes to certain things that are very personal, I think private to your family or private to yourself, I don't think there's anything wrong with keeping that to yourself. Uh, I think it's actually really respectable to keep that information to yourself. I don't think omission is lying when it, you feel like it's a personal choice that necessarily you don't want the whole world to know. Because once you know that it goes out to the friends, all of a sudden it comes up in a conversation with somebody else. And next thing you know, friends of friends find out. So I think if something that you want to keep personal and keep it, you know, close to the vest a little bit, I think it's totally fine. You're not obligated to share all that stuff. While it's great that you have that comfortableness with those friends, I don't think it's lying. I think it's just being respectful of your own boundaries and that you have just a limit on what you're willing to go out and share. I think it's okay. That's my two cents. Thanks, Nina. Okay, Hallie brought up such a good point, mom, that neither of us addressed. So I'm so glad we heard that is that you forget or we forget that anything you share can be repeated, right? And so I once wrote about how I don't tell Brian a lot of things, really almost anything that friends tell me because he doesn't even want to know. He actually doesn't want the pressure. And someone didn't believe me. I got in an argument on Facebook about it and a friend of mine, you know, jokingly was like, oh, I don't believe you, don't tell Brian. And I really don't because Brian does not want to know. Back in the day when people were having babies, he didn't want to know if someone was pregnant, but it wasn't public yet, but the friend had told me because he doesn't want the pressure to remember what he's supposed to know and not know. Who can take, who can remember all that? I, I do like her point that when you tell somebody something, that news is sort of fair game. I know you would agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I don't tell your father anything a friend tells me for the same reason. And my friends tell me things because they know it's going to go no further. Yeah, exactly. That keeping I, confidences. I feel in a marriage, you're obligated to tell your spouse what concerns you and the spouse. Right. You're not obligated to tell your spouse somebody else's business. Yeah, obligation is a great word. Hallie used it too. And I think it's she, she said, you know, we're not obligated to share everything. And I just, I love that word. And I think it's helpful. And I think this is advice that's going to help me too. So I'm glad that we got this call. And I'm glad that you were the guest to discuss it. We are going to move on now to the Better Friendship Goal of the Week. This week, the goal is really obvious for me, and mom, I have a goal for you too. For me, I'm going to practice keeping some details to myself, and I'll have an image of my mom on my shoulder, and I'll have an image of maybe Ann Landers on my shoulder so that I'll know what to say if I get a question I don't want to answer. And I'm really going to practice withholding a little bit. It will feel good to have a little self-control. But my goal for you, mom, is a flip on that. And it's to maybe share a tiny bit more, just like a teeny, teeny, teeny bit more. Would that be comfortable? We'll see. 
Okay, that's fair. You don't have to. It's not homework. It's just, it's a goal. It's an intention. In my writing class with Julie Burton, we try not to give talk about goals or give goals. We talk about intentions for the week. So it's not too much pressure. That is all for today. Mom, thank you again so much for coming back. I hope you'll come back again because I do think listeners really like having your opinion. I will. Anytime I'm invited, I will, of course, come. Oh, thank you. Everyone can find all the show notes and a form to ask your own anonymous questions on my website, ninabadzen.com. And there you'll find links to the Facebook group and to places to leave a voicemail anytime that you want. And if you have time to rate and review the podcast or even better, tell a friend, I'd be so grateful. Thanks for listening. And remember, when our friendships are going well, we're happier all around. Mm-hmm.